Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. New details surrounding the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Hope your day's off to a good one. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. So as we've been following the TikTok of this whole scandal, Perloff, we know Jim Harbaugh is serving right now a three-game suspension. He already served one game. He can't be on the sidelines for the Penn State game. Now he's going to be in court, actually, tomorrow. He said he's uh, always wanted to be a lawyer, but he's going to be <laughs> in court tomorrow um, trying to appeal to a judge to get a temporary restraining order to get him back on the sidelines for Maryland and, of course, Ohio State. Yeah, I think the penalty was too fast. I have been maintaining that they did not do due process, just like Michigan claims, because there's so many layers to this story. How did the Big Ten figure all this out Normally, we conferences and the NCAA move so slowly. Why this time do they decide we're going to rush him off the field? Honestly, I understand that it's not great that he's allowed to coach, but you had to do this in the offseason. There's so many details in this story. There's no way the Big Ten actually knows what, what actually happened. Well, I think it was the pressure from the other coaches, and that's saying something. Because, so what? Well, but here's the thing. The other coaches, if, if everyone was really doing it, which is something you've posited uh, a lot, which is, hey, you can't throw the book at Jim Harbaugh in Michigan because you don't know who else was doing what when. You'd have to punish everybody. I think the other coaches were really forceful behind the scenes to push for a suspension because I don't think they're all doing this, which is specifically sending a scout ahead of time in person to scout future opponents. Now, But where, do you know that? Well, where we get the new twist today has to do with Connor Stallions. Again, the man right in the middle of this Michigan sign-stealing scandal. Carlos, can we have the maze and clue sound, please? I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. Can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com. So here's the new detail: the Associated Press is reporting that Connor Stallions, Perloff, the man in the middle, the man who is videotaping, scouting, Michigan staffer, who has since resigned. That he never expensed any of his trips. So he paid for the tickets, you know, in his own name. He flew or drew, drove to all these different places, hotels, everything that goes into it. Never filed an expense report. So in theory, you could say, well, Michigan never paid for any of this. Perhaps it's possible Michigan 
didn't know. He could have potentially been doing this on his own time and, of course, his own dime. Yeah. And then he could have, who knows, maybe even told the team I got off the TV copy. So maybe Jim Harbaugh didn't know they were cheating. At, at least there's reasonable doubt here, which is my point why they need to take more time with this. And this, as you said, helps that argument. I mean, he does seem like a crazy man, Connor Stanley, <laughs> well, based on everything we know. You know, use that term loosely. But yes, I get what you're saying. Now, here's the here's where this all uh, comes back to another detail about this scandal, which is the accusation that Connor Stallions was on the sideline of a Central Michigan game wearing Central Michigan stuff. Yeah. Now, we've never been able to tell whether that's true. If he ever had a sideline pass, though, where he was, you know, got got down to a sideline, in theory, he would have to say he's working for Michigan unless he was posing as a... Well, I so, mean, you know, I've had sideline passes before, and I didn't have to say I was working for the team. No, but you had you had an affiliation. You would have to say I'm working for Sports Illustrated. I'm yeah. working for CBS no, Sports. I, you can't I've just actually, be on the sideline. No, I've been a friend and family on the sideline. Okay, too. friend and family. But, but so he could obviously be a friend and family. You know, he could be his best friend might be a coach for Central Michigan. I'm not what sure. What a terrible that's, friend if he used that connection to then go. So say you, say you had a friend who was a Nebraska coach and he said, I got sideline passes. You show up at the sideline, you're wearing a Nebraska hat. That's not in itself nefarious. Again, yeah, I, you're I understand. You're misrepresenting yourself if you're, if you're employed by Michigan, aren't you? Yes. No, I understand. Obviously, I'm, I'm doing legalese here. But yeah. the point is that there are a lot of details that they did not have buttoned down. You're right about that. So that's your amazing clue for today. So what's the latest, by the way? I just gave it to you. I know. I, I mean, what's going to happen here? Is he is he going to get on? Tell me, Maggie. You're, you know, I was a paralegal. I don't have the legal solution. Here. <laughs> uh, what's going to happen tomorrow at the uh, in, uh, in the court? I think that Jim Harbaugh is going to get this temporary restraining order. Yeah. I do. I think that he will be back on the sidelines for Maryland and for Ohio State. And again, this is where, and I know this is a little bit of a deeper dive into this whole thing and a little bit deeper read. But the commissioner of the Big Ten spent his entire career, adult life, as a television executive Mm. before he became a commissioner. Did an excellent job at it, too. Was very good at his job. I think that he understands having Jim Harbaugh on the sideline for Ohio State, like, helps the TV product for sure. That makes no sense because he's the one who suspended him. I know, but I think he may have suspended him knowing that Michigan was going to sue and try to get the temporary restraining order and that would probably be successful. He kind of played both sides. He got was able to give the coaches and the ADs a pound of flesh by suspending Harbaugh. He looks like he's doing something about it, like it's taking it seriously, and he's acting, and I think he understood it probably wouldn't hold up in court. I don't know. That feels a lot. I, if he's playing that kind of checkers instead of chess, so he suspended him knowing all along that Jim Harbaugh is a Judge Judy fan is going to be able to go <laughs> yeah. to court and yeah. argue his way. <laughs> If he was so concerned about the TV, he could have not suspended him, too, and say, we'll deal with it in the offseason. By the way, there are some people who think that this Maryland game could be a trap game for Michigan. Maryland plays play always plays Ohio State close. I mean, So I thought that it's a 19-point spread, which oof. makes me wonder. But it's at Maryland, on the road in college football. Anything can happen. It is, it is interesting. We just assume that Michigan is going to roll here. And it's all about Ohio State. That would that would screw up the narrative. Well, there is also something else on the line this weekend when Michigan goes to Maryland, and that is a very important uh, milestone. Jim Harbaugh speaking about this milestone yesterday. Oh, we'll have that for you in a moment. Jim Harbaugh 
talking about, well, we'll get to that in a second. I wonder, can you <laughs> guess what it is? <laughs> yeah, very important milestone in Jim Harbaugh's life. It's his 1,000th pair of khakis. <laughs> you think he's going through them like that? Oh, yeah. Like you go through uh, yoga pants? <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Yes? No. Almost. We're working on This is like Harbaugh. He said so much in his press conference, Perloff, that you never knew what direction he was going to go in. It's really like a brilliant kind of tactic. It's one that's very of the now. Yes. I still don't understand. Is Jim Harbaugh messing with us? Is he funny? Because he doesn't seem funny, but the things he says are funny. <laughs> He's, uh, is he unintentionally, unintentionally funny or funny. intentionally funny? For example, the joke about he used to not eat chicken and he wouldn't let the players eat it because it's a nervous animal. Now he owns chickens. He's kidding, right? Or He's at uh, high production, low maintenance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this whole idea you can't eat a chicken because it's a nervous animal. Was he serious? Yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> He might be a genius because I do not know what his game is here. All right. This is the milestone that could be happening this weekend for Michigan. Just really want to shout out uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, most wins in NFL history, 793. Uh, the most wins in, in high school football. Valdosta, Georgia, 951. And the Michigan Wolverines, 999. No one has won more. Nobody. So obviously being on the sidelines for the 1,000th <laughs> win, if you're hearing what he's saying, would be important milestone, no? Uh, I guess so. I don't know. I think it's more important to beat Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, yes. But I think Carbo's laying it on kind of thick here, right? Yeah. I, again, I don't know how serious he is. What well, do you think he says to the judge? I can't wait. I think he says something unpredictable. (laughs) (laughs) You think? It could be anything. It feels like it's a bad idea to let him speak to a judge, to me. But he's not in any legal trouble, right? As far as I know, maybe there is. You know, this thing about Connor Stallions not invoicing his trips, maybe there's a tax fraud here. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I didn't think about that aspect. I don't know why. Um, This is kind of like, to EJ's point, this is kind of like um, when you never let the defense... Like the, you don't let the the person who's on trial take the take stand. Take the stand, right. right. It's like never a good idea. You this just let the prosecution this, yeah, try witness, to make their case. This witness seems particularly <laughs> odd. Yes. Well, as someone in the media, I say, let Harbaugh take the stand all day. Only if we can watch it. <laughs> the guy is a, he's a very good provider of content. He's very consistent. I can't wait to see. This is going to be my favorite trial of the year because nobody's really getting hurt by this. Uh, I'm sorry, a uh, few sign stealing. I mean, come on. Honestly, not if you like listen to Michigan. If you listen to Michigan, they believe they are getting uh, totally persecuted. They by They love this. it though. They're rallying around this like never before. They probably have tripled their donations to the football program over the last month. They seem to be enjoying this thoroughly. Getting Tom Brady to tweet about it. I think Michigan is enjoying this. I think the players are getting fired up. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. If you want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Our pal Jeff Howell says, if this was a movie, Harbaugh would make an epic speech from the stand, a la Al Pacino (laughs) at the end of any given Sunday, which we have up as a poll right now at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. 
was any given Sunday a good movie or is any given Sunday a good movie? Yes or no? Yeah, we have a poll up. So right now, uh, 70% say uh, any given Sunday is or was a good movie, whatever whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, 29% say no. Huh, okay. Who would play Jim Harbaugh in the movie? Who would play Jim I Harbaugh? I think Al Pacino doesn't have the same stature. See, I think you need somebody with a little bit of a comic twinge. You can't have a straight man. Like uh, Kevin James or something? And <laughs> <laughs> he played Sean Payton? I, I was almost thinking almost like a... <sighs> I was thinking Chris oh, I got Pratt, it. maybe. Brian Who? Cranston. I think, I think like a Chris Pratt. Well, we're uh, kind of... He's a little young, though. A little young. Rob but... Riggle would be good for it. Rob Riggle? Yeah, he's got that... Yeah. Harbaugh's got that straight-up thing where the way he stands yeah. is it all... Rob Riggle... Yeah, but I don't think Rob Riggle is going to be cast as the star of this movie. I don't think this... <laughs> is this a movie? The Connor Stallion saga? <laughs> More like a Lifetime special? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, can it be Tom Hanks? Probably not, right? I mean, who play who plays Connor Stallions? Like, I, I feel like I'll, I'd make it maybe like a Miles Teller or like a... Aaron Paul. I'm going Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul TV movie. Oh, Cranston is Cranston's Harbaugh? a little old for Harbaugh. <laughs> Cranston is not doing TV movies now. <laughs> He's evolved. But Aaron Paul could totally play Aaron Paul play could pull it off. Connor you know, I, I kind of like Cranston as Harbaugh. Yeah, I kind of I, I kind of do. It's Cranston, I think he might have played a football coach at some point. Mm. Can I give you guys a, a Taron Egerton for... Uh, for, uh, yeah, Connor Stallions. I think I, he'd be really good. A short king makes that <laughs> makes that work. Yeah, Connor Stallions seems short. I don't know. He's always around football players. <laughs> yeah. but I we, kind of assume he's five nine. We have no idea. Taron Egerton is very tiny. I don't think Maggie knows who Taron Egerton is. That's... I think I do. Oh, you might know from the Elton John movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman. Matthew Vaughn. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'm all out. Sorry. Uh, by the way, if you Robin look at Hood. the. The history of guys who played coaches, some of them are very surprising. Billy Bob Thornton, of course, did the Friday Night Lights. Yep. But his dad was a football coach, so he was kind of a natural in that. And then you got Al Pacino, who has never watched. I know as a fact, he never watched football his entire life. No, the, the He's guy a big who, theater guy. Who was uh, Chandler, the guy who played uh, the coach in Friday Night Lights, the, movie, the oh, TV show? That he guy, was excellent. Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler. Amazing. He was phenomenal. Yeah, oh, he could be Harbaugh, but he's already he's already. What about Craig coach. T. Nelson as a coach, the TV show? EJ and Carlos definitely don't know that one. I got to be honest. I don't know the show, but I know who he is, and no, he's too old. To For a that. large part of my life, I thought Craig T. Nelson was a former Me coach. Me too. I, because he was so good <laughs> as a big tech coach. He was the Iowa. In my mind, he was, him and Hayden Fry were co-Iowa coaches. <laughs> no, no, Minnesota. Yeah, okay. But for some reason, I always thought he was Iowa. You know, actually, I think we do a good job. And we're staying in the Kingsman Lane. I mean, Colin Firth could probably play a good... <laughs> Get out Colin here. Firth. From Pride and Prejudice to... Uh... I, think, I think he could be... I think the he could be King's Jim speech, Colin Firth? There's yeah. no shot. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh? No yeah. way Colin he's doing that. Jim, Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh. Is, Jim Harbaugh is Mr. Uh, gruff Guy. Colin Firth is a gentleman. <laughs> it's like... Oh, I, I people know. up I... with beer mugs. Like, no, you're not going to do that. I don't know. I think he could play a good. <laughs> I'm a huge Colin Firth fan. Right. How about Clive Owen? If he did an American that, accent, Clive Owen is That's too, is too Firth. mysterious. Like Jim too methodical. Jim Harbaugh is a little odd, but I don't know if he's like mysterious. He's oh, Michael Fassbender, who we have, which we recently talking about, plays a coach in the upcoming soccer movie. Maybe it could be Fassbender. Fassbender can do anything, and don't he lo- he looks a little bit like Harbaugh, a little bit. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Our own CBS Sports Radio handle, Christian Bale. 
Bale's a good Harbaugh? actor. Why do we? The, all these, I don't picture these British guys as Harbaugh. I, I'm with I'm with you. I don't think so either. I don't know. I think we these British guys have American way now. more range than you. Yeah, guys no, think. you're probably right. But I, when you say Christian Bale, I don't think of American football. Trevor Saint McGoodbody, longtime contributor to the chat. Dennis Quaid. Now Dennis Quaid, bringing it back to the any given Sunday, played what Cap? Yeah, the, but uh, he, the, quarterback? The, the quarterback. He played an older Dick Vermeil in the Kurt Warner movie. So he's You're already the done the coach. only person who saw that. Great movie. American Underdog. <laughs> really, really good. Zachary, what's his name? Uh, Pinto? Who's Shazam? EJ, you know. Oh, uh, uh, Levi. Yeah, Zachary Levi. He's great. Really good actor. Perloff will tell anyone he meets that this is a good movie. American Underdog is sneaky. I mean, any movie that's got someone playing Mike Martz and Dick Vermeil, count me in. I get people stopping Perloff in the uh, airport, you know, hey, McLovin. He's like, have you seen the Kurt Warner movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, you are really trying to get people to watch this. Uh, yeah, I just it's way better than any given Sunday. I'll, I'll say that right now. <laughs> There's five. no chance that's true. 855-2124-CBS. Oh, critic meter, 76%. Any given Sunday, 52%. Wait. Cameron Diaz is not an American underdog. That's all I need to say. I know, but who's the director of any given Sunday again? Um... Platoon. Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. JFK. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a downhill slide since that. <laughs> Who directed the Kurt Warner movie? I have no Nobody idea. McNobody? I mean, this is Oliver Stone we're talking about. 855-2124-CBS. What's your problem with the Kurt Warner movie that you haven't even seen? I have not seen it. I saw it in real life. What do I need to watch a movie about it for? 855-212-4227. Coming up, <sighs> uh, some harsh words for a quarterback coming from a former player. This one stings. We're going to play it for you next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. All right. Today's Thursday Night Football Preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, tonight the Bengals host the Ravens. Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorite on FanDuel. Try to rebound from a ridiculous 33-31 loss to Cleveland last week. The playoffs started today. The Ravens would be AFC North champions and the Bengals would be out. These teams have history, Maggie. This is a great Thursday night game after a bunch of duds for Al Michaels. I know he finally gets a good one. This Hopefully. Is, this is a really big game for Cincinnati. This is a huge game for Cincinnati. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I was trying to think about this last night and before the show today. So Cincinnati right now, why it's such a big game for them is because obviously they're five and four. They're in fourth place in the division. They're also zero and two in the division, and they're one and four against AFC opponents. Not good. Exactly. So if this is going to come down to tiebreakers and weird stuff to get into the playoffs, right now the Bengals have really put themselves behind the eight ball, despite the fact that they have a winning record right now. And obviously that was Joe Burrow's injury earlier in the year and whatever. But I was trying to think about this. Besides. Our friend Dave Damashek has the funny question of, yeah. is a Super Bowl a must-win game? Of course it is. But that whole Super Bowl run for the Bengals was 100% a house money Super Bowl, right? 100%. They were 10-7 and seven that year. Totally. And they were able to play free, and they had to go on the road, and they took out, you know, okay. Then they go to Arrowhead the next year in the AFC Championship game. You're still, in a way, I think, kind of playing with house money every time you have to go into Arrowhead and play the Chiefs. Like I think you're you're playing as the freer team, right? Okay. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. When was the last time the Bengals had a must win? Like they're when do we see their backs against the wall with expectations? Again, of course the Super Bowl's a must win, but again, but they were no one expected them to be at the Super yeah. Bowl. 
I was trying to think of the last time that the Bengals really had something where the expectations were on them. They had to deliver mm. back against the wall situation. I can't think of one. Well, I think you could say there was a little bit of it last year. Remember, they were terrible. They had the same. What are they five and four now? They, I think they were five and four last year. Then they won out the rest of the schedule. So last year there was a lot of pressure on them after some early season losses. I don't remember it. I'm just remembering that they got super hot at the end of last year. I guess like my I guess when I see the Bengals going into Arrowhead, yeah. and I know they call it Burrowhead and all of that, and it got trash talky and, and that was super fun to have that rivalry. But again, it was still I'm assuming the Chiefs were probably favored in that game and I can't remember exactly. And it felt to me just like still like uh, hey, this is just a great rivalry. Whoever wins, wins. But the the pressure was still on the Chiefs more than it was on the Bengals. Yeah. So you're saying tonight is a lot of pressure on them. I mean, and I'm curious to see how they respond to it because this is big. But it's yeah. I, I think you you can't tell the story of this year's Bengals without talking about injuries first and foremost. They gave away the first part of the month because Joe Burrow could barely run. Yeah, I know. And now they're giving away. I mean, listen, T. Higgins is so huge for this team. He's a first down machine. He's got the strongest hands, I think, of any receiver in the league. He's ridiculous. So, And then Trey Hendrickson is supposed to play tonight, their star defensive end, but he's banged up. So there will be an excuse. So maybe that takes some of the pressure off. Listen, they didn't win their first AFC game until they beat my Bills. Right, because they weren't the yeah. same team. Well, we know what was happening. I was going to say, when you think about backs against the wall, must-win game for the Bengals, the last game they had, they didn't finish. It was yeah. the DeMar Hamlin game. What? Oh, right, right, right. Last year, yes, you're yes, talking yes. about trying to come, trying to get home field advantage yes, throughout the yes, playoffs. Yes. You're in this three-team uh, race. That was a very pressure-filled game. And the Bills were in your house, and it looked like it was going to be a classic game. Those first two, three drives were great. And then they didn't. we didn't finish the game. We didn't right. even see what happened, of course, because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin. That was probably the last time you would say in a big spot the Bengals were bats against the wall, must-win game. Well, you yeah, know what right. strikes me as curious about this game, too? Last year, Baltimore was all banged up, and they weren't really a threat at the end. I felt like they kind of had the Bengals' number. Even though they lost at the end of the regular season, they lost in the playoffs. With backup quarterbacks, they pushed the Bengals to the limit. I, I, you know how certain – we all know this because we all have, we're all fans. Certain divisional teams give you problems. Oh, yeah. I think Baltimore gives Cincinnati problems. That's With Lamar playing well, I think this is a really tough spot for Cincinnati. Listen, I, huge game. You know, you're going to be on the road here. And then I think for the Ravens, now it's been a great season so far. But there is a question, can they finish out games? Yeah. You know, can you close out a team? They had a two-touchdown lead over the the Cleveland Browns last week. My bigger question for them, too, can that team stay healthy? I mean, how many years in a row now? Ronnie Stanley went down again. They're all world left tackle. I I worry about health number one with that team. Odell Beckham Jr. looks great. He has a 40-yard touchdown catch. How many hits can that dude take before getting injured? They just have such a history. And Lamar does hold on. I know it's a new offense. Yeah. Lamar holds on to the ball a lot. He's always looking for a big play. He's throwing the ball incredibly accurately this season. All-time high for him. But I just worry that Baltimore is going to run into the same problem they do every year. They get hurt. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I just want to quickly get the spread on that game. We just had three and a half in the read. There you go. Okay. So we know no matter what, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, teams have full confidence in them. That's not a question. For some other teams in the AFC, not so much. Mac Jones, not sure if he's going to play. Looks like he's probably benched. There's some rumors out there that he's benched and that they're actually calling up Will Greer from the practice squad. It's going to be Bailey Zappi and Will Greer and Mac Jones down to third string. That's been 
totally unsubstantiated. I'm kind of recklessly coming to the air with stuff that is just rumors. But Rob Gronkowski getting very honest uh, on the Up and Adams show, our pal Kay Adams, about Mac Jones and his standing in the Patriots locker room. He's not respected in New England. Coach Belichick has played all these games with him. Bailey Zappi isn't even close to being on Mac Jones' level. You should never, ever sit Mac Jones. You tried it once. You tried it twice. It's not working. Now he's doing it again. He won't name a starting quarterback. He's not respected there. I think Mac Jones should ultimately, even right now, should just go ask for his release. Yeah. Ask for his release and then the PS that was like, and sign with the Browns. I mean, Gronk was on one yesterday. But I think that, you know, you have to really – I would imagine he still has a lot of ears in the building. I mean, Gronk's an all-time yeah. great Patriot. And so if he says that Mac has lost all respect and they're kind of a rock in a hard place because he said, you tried to go to Zappy, you've tried to do this two times now, and that hasn't worked either. I thought they gave up on Zappy really quickly last year. To me, Zappy, I, I don't know anything about this, but he looks like the more lively arm than Mac Jones to me. I mean, Bailey Zappy was a fourth-round pick who set every record in college football. He's not some... He's not Tyson Badgen. He right. has he has a pedigree too. So I don't think it's such an insult to go to Bailey Zappi. But the thing with Mac Jones is, if he was throwing touchdowns and winning football games, there's no way he loses the locker room. This is a result of how badly they're playing. I I don't think it's a character thing to me because he could be he could be the biggest jerk in the world if you have 30 touchdowns and five picks. What's right, the problem? Right. So we were talking about what does Mac Jones have a future in this league as a starter, right? Or or even as a backup because. Think about this. Listen, he's a former first-round pick. Yep. Could somebody bring him in to compete? Listen, we saw Mitchell Trubisky has get, gotten second chances. Yeah, but Trubisky Carson, was a Pro Bowl. But Carson I mean, Wentz got second actually, chances. Mac Jones is a Pro Bowl. Yeah, right. But like you've seen other first-round picks who flamed out and have still gotten a shot yeah. to compete for a starting job somewhere else. I don't think Mac Jones is getting another shot as a starter after this. And to be honest, if Gronk is right and if these kind of chirps from the locker room about Mac Jones not really having the locker room, if those are right, then that doesn't really make him a great backup candidate either. If you're a backup quarterback, you have to have a certain disposition, a certain demeanor. You can't be a polarizing figure in a locker room. If you're a backup quarterback, you've got to be universally loved if you're the backup quarterback. Well, we know Kyle Shanahan has a a thing for Mac Jones, so he could always land in San Francisco. I I think... Character, you have to show it on multiple teams because other teams might say, well, that's something weird in New England because New England is a, is a bit of a unique team. He's a Belichick. I think the reason he won't get another starting job, at least anytime soon, I mean, what quarterback who has the same number of touchdowns, he's 10 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Who's going to bring that in? I, I can't imagine. Sam Darnold is bad. I know you couldn't stand to Sam Darnold. At least he had more touchdowns and interceptions <laughs> and he was on the Jets. <laughs> These numbers are really bad. I think it's the numbers that are killing Mac Jones, not any anonymous reports. Like, why would who's no, looking both. at Mac Jones' production saying, I got to bring that in? No, it's both. But we do know that first-round draft picks do tend to someone who scouted him in 2020, someone who loves Saban, somebody who... You know, a million different reasons why they but say Zach I can Wilson, fix him. Zach Wilson was a number two pick. He's not getting a second chance. There's no he way he's starting. Trey Lance might not even get a second chance, and he never even had a first chance. <laughs> but Mac Jones is better than both of those guys. He, he's been better. Yeah. He's, he's better he's than been, Zach. We don't know about Trey. I think Trey is undetermined. To be, I mean, it's, he it's, couldn't, I mean, he couldn't be out Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant, and he couldn't be out Sam Darnold to stay on the team. He's I, 23 years old. I have more faith in, at least we don't know with Trey Lance. At least there's some unknown. We've seen Mac Jones. We've seen Zach Wilson. 
So I, I Mac Jones drive down against the Bills just a couple of weeks ago. Like I think that like, and I'm not the biggest Mac Jones fan, but like this is not a team built to score a lot of points or protect the football. Like, so you think he starts next year? Yes, somebody's gonna give us give him a shot. He is only, he's only two years removed for throwing 22 touchdowns, only 13 picks. He won 10 games playing for the Patriots. I think that somebody's gonna say, hey. Look at all the quarterbacks we have playing right now. We have a guy who stepped in after five days and and took over another team's starting position. Like, the quarterback playing this league is not that great. And that guy might go to the playoffs. But look at who started week. Josh Dobbs, man. Look who started week one. There's very few spots. I mean, last year, there's like three teams that don't know their starter coming into the season. And is Mac? are they going to go for Mac Jones? I think he needs more time to prove something else. This is one thing that would hurt Mac Jones in terms of next year start starting would be pretty deep quarterback class. You know, it looks like obviously beyond Caleb Williams and Drake May or Michael Penix and Bo Nix and, you know, kid from UCF and Duke. And, you know, there's just a lot of dudes uh, in this class. Meanwhile, Andrew Bogish is here with some headlines. And I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm beaming uh, because I've become immortal. Not to brag, uh, wow. but cool dudes are now using my last name in their normal conversations. Cat bogus as hell. What? No, 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 no. Cat's no. bogus? Yeah, he's bogus, man. <laughs> Cat bogus, man. You hear it, right? I did hear now, it. Now, <laughs> it's not a compliment, which is not ideal for my last name, but if NBA players are going to use it in any regard, I condone it. Okay, this is Pat Bev. Yeah. And You want the full clip? Wait, hold on, though. Is he really saying bogus or is he saying bogus? Oh, no, they're definitely saying bogus, but okay. it certainly <laughs> sounds like bogus. Here's the whole thing uh, with him and some buddies ripping Carl Anthony Towns and the other T-Wolves for not throwing punches Tuesday against the Warriors. Cat bogus as hell. What? No, 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 no. Cat's no. bogus? Yeah, he's bogus, man. <laughs> Cat bogus, man. Straight up. And Ant was back there, too. And Draymond knew, too. Don't nobody <laughs> like Rudy anyway. That was a perfect moment to do it. Like, let me choke Rudy ass. And he did not let go. No, you, a person choke you like that, don't let go. That, that was built up. But Daniels. then I see Cat make a, a mean mug face like, but then you ain't doing shit. Choke Draymond back. So now, if I'm Draymond, I, yeah, I check they, I choke they center and they homies didn't do nothing. Man, yep. how is the Kelsey's podcast more popular than this one? That is a travesty. This should be the number one podcast. Get out of here, Bill Simmons and all the... This should be the number one podcast. I think him describing this fight as, I choked your center out and your homies didn't do nothing, <laughs> is the greatest way to describe an NBA scuffle. That, by the way, had no punches thrown. Why doesn't he have an alternate cast already? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. What are we doing Monday night with the Mannings? Get Pat Bev up there. Got it. Eli, Peyton, sure. An NBA Finals alternate cast with Pat Beverly would be glorious. Let's Wait, make where our was, dream. What did Pat Bev do? Well, it was ESPN, right? Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He, yeah, he makes yeah, it. He did a yeah, he was on first take a couple of times. Yeah. And it got old yeah, a little bit. Because he was going in there. He was just sniping at everybody. Well, he yeah. ran out of material. Yeah, that was the problem. A, yeah, why a, did he run out cone. of material? It was the offseason. That's oh, why. is that why? He okay. ran out of material. If you had him all season long, I think he'd still have this great material. Yeah, let's build our perfect second screen experience for watching the NBA Finals. I mean, Pat Bev, Kevin Garnett, oh. Kendrick Perkins, like the real honest guys. I will guys. say this, though. We're talking about the NBA podcasters. I, Paul Pierce was getting in on the action, being like, how come the, you know, how come the, you know, the T-Bulls didn't do anything? I'm sorry. Draymond Green told Paul Pierce that, 
nobody cares about you. You think you wanted a farewell tour. Who do you think you are, Kobe? And he sat there on that bench and did nothing. I, I like Can't hear from Paul Pierce. Yeah, I can't hear from Paul Pierce. Like Pat Beverly, we've seen I seen him shove Chris Paul in the back for no reason. Like Chris Paul I mean, Pat Beverly definitely seems to have a screws. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. if I can hear from Paul Pierce, a superstar, who doesn't really mix it up like that. Man, bogus. I like it. <laughs> Please use it. It's out there for everybody. Man, that's bogus. Yeah. Where's Pat Bev from? <gasps> Gotta look that up. Chicago. Who Southside. else is on, who okay. else is on there? Because there was more than one guy said bogish instead of bogus. Uh, it feels like <laughs> I know, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> they I know all who did. the other guys are. These NBA players, they they seem to have these r- random dudes. I don't know Side who they kicks. are. Yeah, yeah, but Paul Pierce has. I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, Paul George. Yeah, his podcast has two other guys, and they kind of play off them. I don't know who those guys were, but they also seem to be in on uh, the bogish mania. Yeah, <laughs> Dan Patrick said <laughs> my my last name once by accident. And I still smile about it. And it was like 13 years ago. It's a big, big moment. So now I got Pat Bev. I'm two for two. I'll take it. Uh, Draymond, by the way, gets a five-game suspension for the chokehold. $25,000 fines for Gobert, Clay Thompson, and Jaden McDaniels. The T-Wolves had a game last night as well. Their seven-game win streak ending in Phoenix, 133-115, with KD and Booker each scoring 31. The Kings pushed their win streak to four, 125-110 at the Lakers. The Bucks 128-112 winners in Toronto without Giannis, and they sore calf because Damian Lillard scored 37 with 13 assists. And you hate to see it, but the Sixers lost again last night. Tatum turns on Melton, drives into the paint, floats it up. No good, but he taps the rebound back up and in. And Tatum goes into a flex and lets out a yell. Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, Celtics Radio, Jason Tatum, 29 in a 117-107 win in Philly without Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis. The Sixers' eight-game win streak crumbling into a two-game collapse, and all of a Uh, sudden, people miss James Harden. Bogus, if you think you're going to get to me with a November loss for the Sixers, the only people who care less about uh, it than the actual Sixers is me. Early season basketball is so useless. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You wanted to to throw a parade when Harden got traded and you guys were on this winning streak. You can't not be like, oh, this is me. No, no, no. Harden on a losing streak is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Maybe the second fight, Ben Simmons having lower left nerve problems or whatever. I mean, see, trust me, I, I, I'm enjoying, I'd rather see Harden lose than the Sixers win the championship. Do you understand? That would be so fun. So, Perloff has basically, like, amongst media, I know for sure, you have, like, a 100% approval rating. Everybody loves Perloff, right? There's not anybody who has a bad word to say about you. Nice guy. You are really that nice in person. In real life, you're that nice. It, when it comes to Ben Simmons, you will ha, 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 an injury, yeah. you never do this with anyone else, and you just become so mean it. when what you is, talk about Ben Simmons. You're an like, injury? What is the injury? He has, has a back, he got back surgery. He's got like he's got like nerve uh, damage, and Perloff's right. like, haha. You never <laughs> laugh about because this. because Ben Simmons so evil. is the biggest phony in NBA history. <laughs> Fake his surgery, back surgery from the offseason? What do you mean? Talk but about ben a Simmons, to the bit. Ben Simmons. How many times? So you're telling me 90 percent of the time when Ben Simmons is sitting in street clothes, you know why? What is no. this injury? I know an injury. I think, a torn ACL class. is an injury. Right. A broken shoulder or whatever. Whatever nerve. I don't nerve even impingement. Yeah, he's got a bad back. <laughs> his problems are between his ears. Ben Simmons. They are not physical Wait, but, problems. Still but not something to make fun of. As bad as <laughs> as bad as Ben has looked. I mean, we saw Ben playing for the Sixers, and he was athletic. He was oh, fast. He was a, a ball ago. killer. He was no, the no, I'm worst not, player oh, we've yeah, ever I'm had not on even our team. I'm trying to say that he was good. I'm saying that we saw what he was as an athlete. You see him today, and you think that that's the same athlete? Physically? Of course not. It doesn't matter. Ben Simmons, it's never been about his athleticism. It's the way he plays basketball is so frustrating that 
there is no more hated Philly athlete. You you know our boss Spikes from Philly. Does anyone is there anyone in the, no. in the local market that people hate more than Ben Simmons in Philly? No, except Kyrie in Boston. Our uh, our boss just recently had to have a surgical procedure. He said this. I'm not breaking any confidences here. And his final tweet before he went under the knife. In case he didn't make it. In case he didn't make it was just to remind everyone that he was right that Ben Simmons is a bum. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be, I'm not wishing this anytime soon. It's like going to be on his tombstone. Just, I was right about Ben Simmons. I love love the reactions that Ben Simmons gets from Triggers everybody. From Spike. Me just saying that Ben Simmons had back surgery. He's like, who cares? (laughs) Poser, loser, <laughs> phony, <laughs> faker. Sorry, bogus. Uh, the Athletics says Oregon State and Washington State have had recent talks with the Mountain West about their futures. The most likely scenario is those two remaining in the Pac-12, quote unquote, and creating a scheduling alliance with the other league. The NCAA has denied James Madison football's latest appeal for immediate bowl eligibility. The Dukes are unbeaten, could be in contention for a New Year's Six game, but can't play any postseason because of the mandatory two-year wait while transitioning from FCS to FBS. And pending free agent Blake Snell won his second Cy Young Award yesterday. He is the second lefty ever to win in each league. Garrett Cole, your AL winner this time. Guys, back to you. Wait, who was the first lefty to win both leagues? Uh, I believe Randy Johnson, Ah, but that's a guess. Well, you got to... That's an interesting fact. Check it. Hey, I got a bunch of <laughs> casting ideas for Jim Harbaugh in the movie via Twitter, okay. and they are brilliant. I think we've solved this. We're okay. going to make the Connor Stallions movie. Hold on. Save that. We'll do it on the other side. We've got that to do. We've got even more crazy, ridiculous sound. We've got bogus fact-checking. <laughs> we've got it all. 855-2124-CBS. Don't move, Maggie. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Perloff. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Show's gotten sidetracked today. Forgive us because we're trying to cast the Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallion's eventual movie. 
Perloff, you've gotten some good uh, oh, yeah. casting ideas from the internet. Okay, uh, I got multiple people saying Nick Cage. For who? For, oh, <laughs> sorry, for Jim Harbaugh. Okay. No, nobody, I said just Jim Harbaugh. I put just out Jim there. Okay. Yeah, Connor Stallions, he's sort of a bit player in my mind because Harbaugh is so interesting. Got Nick Cage. We got Ty Burrell, who's the dad in Modern Family, who looks a little bit like Harbaugh. Yeah. I could see it. Can he go straight though? Because this has to be a drama, right? Yeah. So I guess is this he, a comedy or a drama is a great question. He actually has a couple movies where he's gone straight. Um, that sounded wrong. John Hamm is maybe the most popular choice. Mm. Uh, then we got a Denzel Washington, great actor. I don't know James Marsden. Uh, you know from X Men. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. he's good. He could play. I can see that. Michael Fassbender, who we mentioned earlier, is playing a soccer coach in a new movie. He looks a little bit like Harbaugh. I think he could hold himself like Harbaugh. He's a great actor. Well, if you're watching right now, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, uh, the amazing Andrew Kaplan has cast you, Pearl yeah. off as Jim Harbaugh, and you can see what that would look like right there, YouTube.com. A couple CBS. more. Yes. Michael Shannon. EJ, you're with me on that. Oh, yeah, like Michael that. Shannon could be really good. Yeah. He's a, and then kind of dark, yeah. you know. I don't know if the same guy tweeting it a bunch of times, but Jim Carrey, I don't totally understand. I, I, we had a caller who wanted to say Jim Carrey too. Well, explain. I don't get it. I, I think the oddballness of he mm. he will probably be able to capture the oddball nature of Harbaugh maybe better than a lot of guys. I feel like the football stuff would be hard for me to take that. Well, leap. he wasn't an all-time great football movie. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's that why true. they keep going with it. Maybe, maybe. Carlos, please tell me you've seen Ace Ventura. That might be one of the best athlete cameos uh, to have okay. in any movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, Dan Marino in Ace Ventura was fantastic. I was worried for a second because you know you guys are a little younger, haven't seen a lot of movies from the '90s. I thought maybe you hadn't seen Ace Ventura. I like, I like all these. Yeah, I think the Jim Carrey, like he played Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I don't see Jim Carrey. The question is: Is Jim Harbaugh a comic character, or is he as a straight leading man? The yes. fact that we don't know <laughs> is interesting. Me. Here's a, a Jake Gyllenhaal. Now I can see that for he's sure. He's young. He's not. How old do you think Jake Gyllenhaal is now? Forty-two. <laughs> he's not old enough. Jim Harbaugh's sixty. Is Jim Harbaugh sixty years old? Yeah, uh, well, Gyllenhaal is forty-two. That's so a good. I good think pull. I saw. I think I saw Harbaugh. I think he's fifty-nine. I think he's he's about to be sixty. Yeah, but when this movie, it takes a while to make. Probably the answer. It takes a while to make a movie. By the time (laughs) we need some perspective, because we're in the middle of it. I think in 2042, when the Jim Harbaugh movie comes out, (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal will be ready to play him. We just in time. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots. And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. And of course, we always say a huge thank you to. Uh, George Clooney and Mike Meldman, Leon Seidler, of course, uh, Randy Gerber, everyone at Casamigos who is a fan of this show and supporting what we do, and we appreciate it so much. And Leon Seidler, massive Green Bay Packer fan. We were getting into this conversation. We'll get more into it tomorrow. Will the Packers draft a quarterback in the first round mm. next year? I was talking about that with our friend Lee yesterday. Uh, today's shot of the day, the snapshot of the show, is talking about uh, Perloff sharing workout clothes with his wife. It was going through the clothes, and I found Lululemon pants. And I didn't know at first that they were my wife's. <laughs> and I put them on, and they kind of fit. But I noticed the bottom was, like, bell-bottomy. That's the difference between, I guess, men's Lululemon <laughs> and women's Lululemon. Yeah, flare. So, as a joke, I put out there on social, can I wear these? <laughs> and the response is... 
this was such an affront to people's manhood out there. That, <laughs> by the way, I, I got to tell you, men's Lululemon pants aren't exactly masculine. What's the big difference? I think it's the fact that you could fit into your wife's pants. She's very small. <laughs> yeah, but Lululemon pants are kind of tight. Stretchy, I guess. And and to be totally I'm be total honest here. I'm not sure they might have been my daughters. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that be said, right? Lululemon. Anybody can fit into any Lululemon pants. They're tight. I, sure. But whatever. Why, makes but like I, I'm actually shocked by America is so insecure about their manhood. Like this deeply offended other men. They're like, how dare you wear women's tights as compared to man's tights? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember when tights were tights. <laughs> can, when can tights be tights again? Yeah, okay, so an NBA player would wear tights, and it's awesome. But I wear tights, and the bottom tights flares a little. Tights bottoms, though. That's the, that's the part that's weird to me. The well, bottom is what rules right. a dead Well, giveaway. that's why I didn't go running in them. If they were actually cuffed at the bottom, I definitely would have worn them. Another um, good entry for the who would play Jim Harbaugh in the Jim Harbaugh movie, Mike in California, our friend Jeremy Renner. Still young, yeah. but I like that. I got a good one here. Jeff Goldblum. So he could say, uh, the question is not can we steal signs, <laughs> but should we? Someone's got to stop and ask that. <laughs> Chaos theory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Jeff Goldblum would play him, but I love it. Oh, that's great. Let's go to Chris in Wyoming quickly. He's got a Connor Stallions connection. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Um, so, good. So there was an article recently that Connor Stallions had a, like an LLC for uh, oh, yeah. like real estate in Wyoming. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's some money laundering going on somewhere. I think the bigger we deep, man, it's going to get crazy. That's a, such a good point. This Chris, tax evasion thing, that is why Jim Harbaugh should not take the stand. There is going to be tax implications. So you think that Connor Stallions, the, the, the story that came out is that he never invoiced Michigan for all the travel right. that he did to allegedly steal these signs. You think he set up a shell company yes, that he was definitely. putting all this through? A hundred percent. And Michigan I, was playing the shell company. I I am ninety nine point nine percent certain that was happening because I mean that I, would probably be a big no no. <laughs> That's a well. Big... Listen, when they were offering Cam Newton three hundred thousand dollars, I never heard anything about the Newton family paying taxes on that three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that wasn't exactly allowed by state tax laws either, Maggie. And he still got to play in the SEC championship game. <laughs> that was the moral of that story. We're all out of time. EJ Stewart. Carlos Ortiz, Andrew Kaplan, Andrew Bogish, Weedos Coffee Drinkers. Jim Harbaugh, we should thank him too. For the never-ending source of hilarity. Thank you to the callers as well. Enjoy Bengals Ravens tonight. See you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.